Pilatus is a double-triple agent and talking with the Russians. Jackson Square What happens to Patch and Sherry as the weeks pass is a classic case of spies, organized crime, or any powerful entity putting on the squeeze. That's what happens when you get in so deep either by money, or perhaps knowledge of things you shouldn't know. The old acronym MYOB is on full display. Patch knows he can't just mind his own business and inform Rosselli that he quits. If Patch did bow out within 24 hours Mr. Patch Kincaid and his girlfriend would be a footnote to a footnote of the Kennedy assassination. Richard K. Snagel Pilatus And speaking of getting in deeper, in Jackson Square the anti-Castro Eladio del Valle is chit-chatting with the CIA operative, Mafia associate David Ferry. Both men know Patch personally. But lurking in the shadows is a man with many handlers, a man who, Patch will understand has extensive knowledge of the shenanigans in New Orleans, including the plot against Kennedy. The man with slick reddish-brown hair has a listening device tucked in his ear. Lee Oswald Dave Ferry at the Napoleon House bar Dave Ferry is rubbing elbows with a bunch of young men, probably students. Seated next to him is Lee Oswald. For anyone even remotely knowledgeable of the Kennedy case Oswald's presence in the bar, or with Bannister, or Bringier, is at odds with an already written story thrust upon the public on November 22, 1963. Patch's memory wanders through his dreams. He is at a table in Dealey Plaza with the red brick school book depository hovering. But he tells Sherry that he doesn't know anything about the location or why he was there. Of importance is President Kennedy meeting at the White House with Ambassador to Vietnam Henry Cabot Lodge, Richard Nixon's vice presidential running mate in 1960. Lodge will be prominent when the CIA involves itself with the South Vietnamese generals to assassinate President Diem in November, just weeks before Dallas. The evil web spun by unseen forces will maintain power, as the United States is forced into Vietnam under false pretenses. But Pilatus has not left the area. In fact, he warns Lemon and Lime in a letter to walk away from what they're doing with people who only care about what they want to accomplish. The International Trade Mart New Orleans, Louisiana Back at the P.O. box a typed note is inserted with the cash. Oswald will be handing out his pamphlets again on August 16th at the International Trade Center. One of the men in the background was with Carlos Bringier a week ago. Also on the sidewalk at Oswald's operation is the white-haired Clay Shaw. Clay Shaw approaching on sidewalk near Oswald. Patch learns that Clay Shaw is a paid CIA contract source, associated with the trade Martinique. And in this correspondence are the names of the FBI men Oswald met with after his arrest for the street fight. FBI agent De Bruis and Oswald have met on many occasions at the Habana bar. Also Oswald frequents the Customs House building, specifically with De Bruis, David Smith, and Wendell Roach of the Immigration Service. They all know each other. Lee Oswald After the street fight arrest, Oswald went on a New Orleans radio station, and debated Brignier and exiles as a Marxist. It is deemed urgent that they listen to Oswald on WDSU AM after 6 p.m., August 17. An FBI informant Orville Coin is also filming Oswald. And the FBI will photograph this incident. They are warned to stay clear of Ocoin and the FBI.
The deep spy operations and the false narratives are not what is told to the American people by the media on November 22, 1963. Instead, there was a pre-written story of a defector to communism, who was at it again in New Orleans, and later shot the President of the United States dead in Dallas. Chapters 18 and 19 on SoundCloud, and complete book at audible.com.